Hey guys, before this episode, I have a quick message from one of our sponsors. Hello everyone, welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm J.R. Miserak. And today, we are back with another interview, joined by West Virginia women's soccer player, Annika Leslie. Annika, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. Um, and so, like you know, I mentioned, you play at West Virginia. Um, you guys came off a great season this year. But before we get into, you know, what you've been doing the last couple of years, when did you first start playing soccer? Well, I grew up in Canada. So I grew up on the east coast of Canada. And my parents put me in soccer when I was super young. I was probably five. And I never really intended to kind of like keep going with it. But I just loved it. I loved playing with my friends. I loved the team. Um, sort of everything about it and I kept on playing up through high school I ended up moving to Ontario um, to live with a family and play soccer there um, and from there I was picked up to play with West Virginia so it kind of just all happened without like a whole lot of intention until here I am. Now when you were younger did you all you know you play defender now were you always a defender or were you you know up top did you try any other positions? I kind of played all over the park um I was a midfielder for a lot of the time. Um, I never was really like a striker or anything, but I played midfield a lot, but I always had like a tendency to defend and like, I love getting back. So I kind of naturally stepped into that role as I got older, um, playing in different roles in the defense and ultimately ending up as a center back. So growing up, did you have, did you play any other sports or was it just always soccer for you? Um, a lot of my time was spent on soccer, but I did gymnastics when I was younger. Um, I ran cross country in high school, track for a little bit, played basketball for a small amount of time. I wasn't very good, but I always liked playing sports in general, um, just being active, but it was always soccer. That was really the constant one. I saw you were pretty good at cross country. You know, did that ever, did you ever think about pursuing that over soccer at any point? Um, I was, I was decent at it, especially in my region. Um, I did pretty well in my high school. I didn't really um, enjoy it a lot, so I never thought about really pursuing it further, but it was good training for soccer, and, you know, I had a I had an okay time doing it, but it was never something that I was going to keep going with. Coach Nikki Ezra Brown has a pretty big pipeline to Canada, I would say. She's yeah. got some phenomenal players, so, you know, what led you to WVU, and I'm sure that's part of it, but what went into that decision? Yeah, for sure. There was a lot that went into it. Um, one of the big things was the coaching staff. I really um, admire that it's predominantly a female coaching staff. I think that's rare to see in college athletics um, for a head coach, but even for the entire coaching staff. I think it's important to have like female role models and just be surrounded by women in the sport. So that was a big deal. Um, and then Nikki, of course, has tons of connections to Canada, but also to like professional coaches so that I knew that beyond college, I'd be able to continue my um, athletic career. Um, additionally, just the success of the program kind of speaks for itself. There's been a tradition of um, success in the women's soccer program, and I want to be a part of that and keep that going. You know, going off of that, you know, what is it like also being able to represent your, your home country in Canada playing for their soccer team? That is something that I always cherish. Um, it really is something special to be able to wear your country's flag while you play and play against other other athletes who are representing their country at the highest level um it really is super special to me and I hope to continue to do that with the senior team one day but I will always be super thankful for the youth teams that I was able to participate with 
what was your experience like? I know you were just down, you know, with the one of the Canadian national teams uh, at the beginning of this past season. What was that experience like at that tournament? Yeah, so we had um, qualified at CONCACAF, um, I think, in February the prior year. Um, it was a really special team, great staff. Um, I love all of those girls. We had a great tournament. Um, ended up qualifying for the World Cup, which was in Costa Rica this past August. Um, so we traveled down there as a team. Um, we didn't we didn't get the result we wanted to get. We didn't we didn't place in that tournament, but being able to go down there and compete with that same team that we had qualified with was really special and just it speaks to the success that Canada soccer has been building the past couple of years or the past couple of decades. Um, the women, the women's side of the game is really strong. This past year, you know, you scored an absolute highlight real goal in Olympico. For those who don't know, that's when you score off a corner kick. So can you kind of take me through that? You know, were you going for goal or did it just happen to go in or what was going through your I mean, mind? Through that? Being one of only three left-footed players on our team, I kind of stepped into the role of taking the corner kicks on that side in the past year. And so I've been working on kind of like bending it and getting it on the keeper and getting my team in the best possible opportunity to, to tap it in. So I can't really say that I was going to score for myself, but I have really been working on, on putting the bend on it and it just happened to go my way that day. So that was, it was exciting for me, but not entirely intentional. <laughs> um, so also another big accolade for you guys, you guys won the big 12 tournament championship. You know, what was that experience like for you? Oh, that was definitely a highlight moment. I mean, if you haven't seen Jordan Brewster's goal already, everybody should go watch that. That was something unreal. But I was actually not playing in that game. I'd hurt my knee prior in the season, and I was kind of uh, working through that. But everyone on the sidelines, me included, we were we were in double overtime at that point, and so tension was high. Everyone's like emotion. Everyone was getting super emotional, and um, they actually just switched the rule this year where it's not golden goal anymore. So we had to play out the rest of the overtime, and I think that was. I think it was in the first overtime period. So we still had like 15 minutes to play out. So emotions were definitely high, but when the final whistle, when the final whistle blew, it was just, <laughs> I can't even describe it. It was so exciting. We all rushed the field and it's just amazing because some of the seniors hadn't been able to win a big 12 in their time there. So it was like their final opportunity. So great to win that for the seniors and just good to bring the whole team together for that again. You kind of talked about, you know, the the program's excellence. And last year was the first time in a really long time that you guys didn't make the NCAA tournament. You come back here, you win that Big 12 championship. You guys get into the NCAA tournament. And then you go out and play a West Virginia rival in Virginia Tech. You know, what was that like, especially in front of a home crowd? I think we definitely had a chip on our shoulder from the prior year. It wasn't, wasn't what we wanted the season. or It wasn't how we wanted the season to end. So we definitely had a little bit of fire going into that and obviously playing Virginia Tech at home. Um, we've had a competitive pass with them. They've won some, we've won some. So we knew it was going to be the, like a tough first game. Um, but anyone that knows me knows that one of my best friends plays on that team. So that was also an added kind of layer for me. Um, it was cool to get to see her, to get to see her there. And ultimately we came out on top, which thank goodness, but it was, a, it was definitely a good, good first game to have. So what was it also like for you winning the Nova Scotia Junior Female Athlete of the Year award? That was a really special moment for me because I obviously grew up playing here and I don't think necessarily our where I'm from, like this province gets a lot of 
recognition or a lot of athletes coming out of out of there. Um, so it's kind of special to be able to come back and be um, celebrate with the people who who made me who I am now. Um, I got to see some of my former coaches, former teammates, and to be to be um, recognized by them was really special for me because they made me who I am today. You talk about how you know naturally you're a standard back. The last couple of years, I've noticed that you've played you know kind of outside back as well. Um, you know, what's that like getting to move around the back line and, you know, compete at a different position than you're used to? So coming in as a freshman, we had a pretty set back line, a lot of seniority on that, on that, on that side of things. Um, and so, uh, my coach just kind of wanted to get me in where she could get some experience. Um, we had some injuries. I just really filled in where, where the team needed me. Um, but it's great to be able to get that experience at a different position, be able to be flexible, be able to step in for the team when they need it. Um, I really enjoyed my time as outside back and I'd be happy to play there again. Um, I think I played a lot of center back this spring and I think that's where I'm looking to play this fall as well, but it's always good to have some flexibility there because you never know what's going to happen. You know, you, you talked about Jordan Brewster's goal. You guys lost her to the pros. You lost Gabby Robinson to the pros. So, you know, like you said, you're stepping up there and how important is it going to be to, you know, communicate after losing someone who's a fifth year captain yeah we definitely have some big um losses big congratulations to them for making it to the next level and pushing themselves um the team will definitely look different now because they've they were players that have been with us for a long time but I think it gives a great opportunity for us to like refocus as a team we have a lot of um, fresh faces a lot of new players coming in as well as some players who've been here for a while but have the opportunity to now step up so as a team we have this great opportunity to kind of reset our identity and decide how we want to go forward as a team. Yeah. You know, obviously we've talked a lot about your athletic side, but you're currently in school at West Virginia, you know, so academics plays a huge role in that too. So what do you study in school and, you know, how are you balancing that academic life with your athletic life? Yeah. So I hadn't mentioned before when I talked about why I wanted to go to WVU, but one of the main reasons was their um, exercise physiology program, which I'm a part of. Um, it's very highly regarded and, it's, it is one of the main reasons I decided to commit to West Virginia because athletics or academics are important to me. Um, I really have enjoyed the program so far. It is challenging. There's like a, there's a heavy course load. And so with traveling, especially in the fall, it can be difficult to balance it all. But ultimately it's just about um, setting your own priorities and making sure you, you um, commit to making the most of your time. It's doable, just can be challenging. You mentioned the travel there, you know, a lot of conferences are kind of geographical, but West Virginia sticks out in the big 12. So can you take me through a travel day? What's, what's that like when you're going to maybe Texas or something like that? Yeah. So like you mentioned, we're kind of, we're kind of detached from the rest of the conference in that sense. So there's more like substantial travel days for us. We'll do, we'll do a lot of, um, a lot of bus trips, but also a lot of flights, um, we typically will spend, we'll we'll go to two teams at once. So we'll spend five days at a time. We'll play, say, um, Oklahoma State and then OU in one weekend, or we'll play a Texas and a TCU in one weekend. So we'll be gone for um, four or five days at a time, um, being through Wednesday through Sunday. Typically, some of those being commercial flights, some of them being charter flights, um, but those can definitely be challenging, missing so much of so much of my classes. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely challenging. 
going off that idea of travel, you know, where, where's been the coolest place that you've gotten to travel for soccer, whether it's with, you know, the Canadian national team or here at school at WVU? Um, I would say the best place I've been, I think the trip that sticks out to me was Costa Rica. Um, we went there for the qualifiers for CONCACAF. Um, and that was a really cool trip. We got to see, um, obviously we're there for soccer, but we got to do a little bit of sightseeing and Costa Rica is honestly just beautiful. The people are so nice. And every time I get to travel for soccer, I feel so fortunate because that's always something I've wanted to be able to do is um, use soccer to travel. So that's definitely one that sticks out for me. Goals wise, you know, you have a couple years here left in college and then Nikki as O'Brown has a good history of professional athletes. You know, you kind of mentioned that. So what goals do you have for yourself? I've, I, growing up, I didn't see myself playing professionally. It was never one of my main goals, but my focus has definitely shifted in the past couple of years. Um, like I mentioned, I really um, like to use soccer to be able to travel. So one of my main goals now is to play professionally. And I think for me, my ideal scenario is going overseas. I would love to play somewhere in Europe. The soccer culture there is so amazing. They have so much support, um, get to live somewhere new. Um, but ultimately, if I decide to go NWSL, I know um, Nikki will also have connections there. So I really can't go wrong. Um, we'll just have to see how the next couple of years plays out. You mentioned, you know, the the European soccer culture. You follow any teams out in Europe or even any, any NWSL teams? I've never been a big, like, uh, watcher of soccer. My family never really did. The only player that I really followed growing up was Christine Sinclair, who was, like, a Canadian legend. She still is. Um, so, obviously, I've kind of followed her a little bit. And growing up, she was always my biggest, like, inspiration there, for sure. You know, going off of that, you know, who are some of your role models, you know, throughout your your life in general? Um, definitely. Like, as I mentioned, Christine Sinclair, like as a, as a child, I remember watching her, the 2012 Olympics. Um, I remember watching Canada versus USA play in the semifinals and watching her in that game was kind of the moment where I was like, yeah, like I, I want to do that too. Um, it's been really cool to be able to, um, not follow in her footsteps. Cause I'm not, I've, I by no means reached where she has, but I've gotten further in the sport than I could have pictured when I was, I don't even know how old I was, 12, 10, watching that game. Um, so she was definitely someone I followed. But I've always kind of stuck to um, female role models because I think having them in in sport is so important. You know, obviously you don't have too much free time, especially during the season. You mentioned the travel and then just between practice and games at home. Um, but if you do have that free time, maybe in the off season, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do for fun? Um, I live on the coast. So one of my favorite things is going to the beach or going to the lake, something like that. Um, when it gets warm enough in the summer, definitely like doing that with my friends, just that sort of stuff. I had mentioned travel. I'm actually taking a trip to Europe this summer by myself. So that'll be, that'll be exciting. But yeah, I just like to be active. I like to go on a, like on a hike or a bike ride. Um, kind of get outdoors with my friends or family and yeah that's my favorite probably all right you know last question here um you know what advice would you give to someone younger that's you know looking to get into the position that you are in today I think just be true to yourself your path is going to look completely different from someone else um, you might both have success but it's going to look completely different just get to know yourself get to know what works for you 
stick to that and you'll be able to accomplish what you what you dream of. All right. Well, like Ethan mentioned, you know, that's the last question we have for you. So once again, Annika, thank you for, you know, taking some time out of your day and coming on and telling us a little bit about yourself. Thank you for having me. It was good to talk to you guys. Of course. Of course. Of course. Ethan, would you like to hit us with the outro? Of course. Silver Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm J.R. Miserac. And we are signing off. Hey, guys. Ethan, J.R. Thank you for listening to this episode of Double FM Sports. J.R. is now going to talk about a partnership we've recently started with Made by Live. Made by Live is a local clothing design brand here in my college town of Morgantown, West Virginia. They make shirts with some of your favorite West Virginia athletes on them for a bargain of a price. Be sure to head over to the Instagram at made.by.live with two V's today. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode and make sure to check Made by Live out.